The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. My name is Galen McDowell, and I'm your host. And I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple, which was founded by the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, sometimes referred to as the First Lady of New Thought. Um, Our Senior Minister is the Reverend Derek B. Wells. And on behalf of our Senior Minister and our congregation, we would like to check us out if you're in the area. We're in Chicago, and you can check our website out at www.cutemple.org. Watch the live stream on our website at 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. And if you're in Chicago, stop by the building and join us for a Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. for our Bible, metaphysical Bible uh, worship service we call Bible 365. Today, I will continue teaching Genesis, the creative process, and for those who have not heard the other two uh, um, episodes, we are studying the book of Genesis, chapter one, metaphysically interpreted, and I'm doing each day and explaining the metaphysical symbolism in the days of creation. The process is to explain how an idea comes into manifestation. And I'm going to take eight shows. I did a kind of a, 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 a overview during the first show, but I want to make sure that we take each day bit by bit to make sure that we get what we're doing completely. Now, in the book of Genesis, we have to remind ourselves that we're not necessarily reading history when we're reading the first chapter of Genesis, the creation story is an allegory by, and that is considered by many, many biblical scholars, whether they're Christian or Jewish. Um, and it is 400 to 500 years younger than the second and third chapter of Genesis. And it's ways to explain that, that I'm not going to get into, but you can look that up when you look up the four source hypothesis and talking about the E writer, the J writer, the P writer, the D writer. Um, you can look that up at, when it refers to the Torah or Pentateuch. You can actually look that up on your own online. Just put in the four source hypothesis of the Torah, Pentateuch, or the five books of Moses. And it, you should be able to pull up all the information you need on that. But this series is about the metaphysics. 
And today's show will be about faith because faith is is something that we have to have if we want to build and bring an idea into manifestation. So last week we talked about let there be light. And we talked about the light representing illumination and the illumination of God uh, expressing as the idea, as the insight, as the intuition, um, as the wisdom. And we used many different analogies and I explained it and used different scriptures to try to expound on um, what illumination actually means because light is used all through the scriptures. So what we want to do today is say, okay, now that we have illumination, now that we have the light, now that we have the insight to go forward, the divine idea has come to consciousness. What do we do with it? Well, according to Genesis chapter 1, verse 6, and I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version, it says, And God said, let there be a dome in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters. So God made the dome and separated the waters that were under the dome from the waters that were above the dome. And it was so God called the dome sky and there was evening and there was morning the second day. That's Genesis chapter one, verses six through eight. Now, some translations like the King James version says, and God says, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. Now, it's the same thing. We have to remember, the ancients believed that the world was flat, and they thought that the earth was the center of the universe. Therefore, they thought since the earth was flat, and they had almost like a three-tier universe, the ancient Hebrews, rather, that they were the pillars of the earth underneath the surface of the earth, and what they call, depending on the, uh, the time frame, Sheol, which was, you know, kind of a state of unliving. Uh, then uh, you had the, the earth, and then above the earth, you had the sun and the moon and the clouds, and you had above that a dome, an actual circular dome that had openings in them for water and rain and sleet and all of those other things and, because they believe water was above the dome. That's, that's how they believe water and snow came down. And they believe above that was God somewhere. So when you hear terms like um, in Malachi, when it talks about tithing, God will open up the windows of heaven. They're talking about the, the dome or the firmament, that they believe that the heavens were solid. Because when they looked up, all that they could, all that they could see were the heavens, et cetera, et cetera. So when they wrote this story, that was their explanation of how it rained, how it snowed. They believe uh, that, again, that the sun and the moon were just placed there by God. And the stars and all of these other things were, were all a part of the heavens. They didn't have a, the mindset. They didn't have a 21st century mindset understanding science. They didn't have Galileo. They didn't have Copernicus. So this was their basic understanding of the universe. Now, when we represent take this and start to work with the metaphysics of it, though, it, it really turns it around because we understand that if, if you have light first, now you have to have faith because if you want to build something, you have to have faith. Now, what is faith? And I'm reading from Foundations of Unity Series 2 for some of my friends who actually do have this book. It's kind of hard to find. 
um, where the writer states that faith is an idea or quality of divine mind. And this is page 15. Thus, it is one of the ideas that constitute our divine inheritance. So this is key. It says faith is an idea or quality of divine mind. So when we say that, we're saying that faith is a spiritual idea. This is key. Faith isn't just um, uh, human belief, even though that can work with faith. But faith is an actual spiritual faculty. It says it is a spiritual power or principle that operates as a faculty of our mind. So this spiritual idea at the level of, of its origin is a divine idea. But when it was working through the soul, it works as a faculty of the mind. It said it embodies hope, belief, trust, and expectancy. Thus, it is one of man's 12 powers or 12 faculties of mind. Now, Charles Fillmore taught in the unity brand of New Thought that every individual has 12 inherent spiritual faculties. He called them the 12 powers of man. Um, Different people call them 12 abilities, 12 gifts from God. I've heard different terms. The point of it, of it is that we have spiritual faculties that help us demonstrate our spirituality in our lives. He goes on to say that Charles Fillmore refers to faith as the perceiving power of the mind. This perceiving power acting as a faculty in our consciousness sees the possibility of a thing or result long before there is any evidence of it in the visible realm. Faith sees the good and perceives it to be worthy of our consideration. Faith prompts our mind to give attention to that which is good without letting any doubt creep in. Now, that's key. Now, one of the other things it says, it goes along with the perceiving power of the mind, is that faith is the perceiving power of the mind linked with the power to shape substance. Now, this is key because if perceiving is seeing, then faith is not just eyesight, faith is insight. Faith is the ability to see your good. Faith is the ability to handle the, the, your good at the level of the idea, the intangible level. But faith is also linked with the power to shape it. Now, what is the power to shape it? That's imagination, which is the third day, which we will talk about next week. But for right now, let's just come back to the perception. My faith sees my good in the invisible. My faith sees it. Now, not only does my faith see it, my faith determines the amount, in other words, the measure or how much. And faith also determines how soon. What does that mean? We can say, okay, I believe a thing. But when you have faith in something and you literally see it, faith literally can bring it and push it on through from the visible, invisible to the visible. Uh, an author named William Warts, who wrote a book called How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God, wrote some excellent definitions for faith. And I want to read them. And he has different um, I'm reading from the older version of the book, but this is the first chapter from faith, the first page. So whatever version of the book you have, you should be able to actually follow along. He says, faith is your ability 
to say yes to God. Think about that. Faith is your ability to say yes to God. He goes on to say, faith is your ability to draw your good from the invisible to the visible. I'm going to repeat that. Faith is your ability or power to draw your good, someone else's good, your good from the invisible to the visible. He goes on to say, faith and belief are not the same. Why? Because faith is a spiritual faculty and belief is what you accept to be true. That's key. He then says you develop your awareness of faith by exercising it. So if you consider your faith like a muscle, the more you use your faith, the more it develops. It doesn't take faith to attain that which you can see humanly. It takes faith to live, and I'm using this in the quotations, in the spiritual realm in the sense of seeing the preferred good, the good that God has prepared for you, the good that is potentially yours, the good that is still a possibility, and bring it into manifestation. That's faith. That's faith. So he goes on to say, say yes to God and your good and move it into your living experience. Now, you would say, well, we I don't say no to God. I'm always saying yes to God. But really? You say yes to God by what you give your attention to or no to God by what you give your attention to. What does that mean? If we say that faith is the perceiving power of the mind, Link with the power to to mold and shape substance, or faith is your ability to draw your good from the invisible to the visible. That means that a lot of your faith has to do with what you are actually seeing, or as Paul says, to call those things that be not as though they were, or as the Book of Hebrews uh, mentions in chapter eleven when it says, "Faith is the substance of things hoped for." The evidence of things not seen. That's key. Not seen. So when we start talking about faith, faith is not dealing with things that you can detect in your with your five senses. Faith is seeing the good at the level of possibility and potential. And faith is linked with the power that shapes it. And faith is the power that says, get over here. You belong to me because you're saying yes to God and you're saying yes to your good. Now, when we're working with faith, I want you to realize something, because sometimes when people come to ministers, one of the first things they say is, I don't have enough faith. I want to read this quote from William Watch again, because I think this is so key. He says, faith is not something you have or have not. No one has more faith than anyone else. Faith is a God-given quality, one of the main 12, that makes up your spiritual nature. You do not have faith. You are faith. God is the power that brings forth from the invisible to the visible, visible, and you have the power in you, God in you, to bring forth your good from 
invisible divine energy or what we would call substance. Then he goes on to say that there is a difference between belief and faith because I already said you can believe anything. But he says belief is the activator of your faith. So so when Jesus says, do you believe when he was working with the healings in the Gospels, he was asking that because that belief activated the power that did the work. Even Jesus couldn't heal people when they didn't believe him. When he went home to Nazareth and he had this wonderful, powerful healing ministry, but they couldn't see him as anything other than Joseph and Mary's boy. And because of that, they didn't allow themselves the benefit of his healing consciousness. And that's when he said a prophet is without honor in his own country or his own town or his own city. So we have to be key. Understand that the belief activates the power. So if you don't have a belief in anything or in something, that can come forth in your experience as healing, as prosperity, as peace, as wholeness, as guidance. Then you're not activating the faith power. So faith without belief lies dormant. You need the faith to push it through. I mean, the belief to push your faith through. Now, obviously, I want to hear from you. And I would like for you to call in to 888-558-6489. Again, 888-558-6489. And I also want to remind you of the cruise, the Unity Online cruise in November. And you can go to unity.fm forward slash cruise or 800-828-4813. Get the information and let them know that Reverend McDowell sent you, Galen McDowell. Also, I will be teaching on the cruise New Thought Jesus in You which is a workshop or seminar that I put together that discusses what New Thought Christianity or metaphysical Christianity teaches about Jesus and several Christian doctrines. So I'll explain what New Thought is based upon, obviously, my understanding. Also, I will explain what we teach about Jesus as what he represents within us. Also, I will be covering doctrines like the second coming and resurrection and communion and baptism, many of the subjects that people want to talk about. So please come and check it out. Get the information. Let people know that Reverend McDowell sent you. Also, please call in and we will continue. I have a a whole lot more information to talk about as far as faith is concerned and how we connected with the first day of Let There Be Light. But we'll be right back from the break with Truth Transforms. I'll be talking to you in a minute. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous love offerings of listeners like you. If you feel spiritually fed by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. There is peace. 
Have you ever experienced the silence? If you're someone who balks at the idea of spending extended time in silence, and the very thought of it makes you say, I could never do that, then we have the perfect retreat to make a convert of you. Join Reverend Paulette Pipe for the Touching the Stillness Retreat, October 4th through the 7th, 2012 at Unity Village. Being in the silence is easier than you think and more rewarding than you can imagine. Beginners and advanced meditators alike will be enriched as together we co-create a safe, sacred environment that incorporates just the right amount of soul-nourishing prayer and meditation practices to usher us deeper and deeper into the silence. Not only will you likely achieve a transformative experience of the divine, but once you've touched the stillness, you may wish for even more time to hush and listen. Reverend Paulette Pipe, host of the Touching the Stillness program on Unity Online Radio, invites you to explore the silence with her during the Touching the Stillness retreat, October 4th through the 7th, 2012. Make your reservation for this retreat now. Go to touchingthestillness.org and click on Calendar. That's touchingthestillness.org. There is that is growing. Unity Online Radio is turning five this year, and we're throwing the biggest bash of all. A cruise to the Caribbean, November 10th through 17th, 2012. We'll celebrate in style aboard Holland America Line's Eurodam, with sunshine, fine dining, and a selection of island excursions at beautiful ports of call in the Eastern Caribbean. Plus, feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation. Your favorite host will be there, and we hope you join us too as we celebrate five years of spiritual programming at Unity Online Radio. For more information, go to www.unity.fm slash cruise. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and today we're talking about Genesis, the creative process. And we're studying the first chapter of Genesis and looking for the metaphysical symbolism out of the first chapter. And we're taking it day by day. Last week, we talked about Let There Be Light. The week before, I talked about the metaphysical significance of the Bible and how we interpret the Bible metaphysically and what the book of Genesis represents. So make sure you go back and listen to those shows. But I want to talk to you about, again, is faith. Today, we're connecting let there be light to let there be a dome or let there be firmament. And the light representing illumination and the dome or the firmament representing faith. Now, I want to read this definition of uh, Charles Fillmore which I think is very, very powerful. This is on the Revealing Word, page 67. And he says that faith is spiritual assurance, the power to do the seemingly impossible. Now, spiritual assurance is something else because we have assurance, but then there's spiritual assurance. Spiritual assurance is the faith that knows that God is. Spiritual assurance is the faith that knows that God is the one presence and one power. 
spiritual assurance is the is the understanding that God is the creator and the government is upon God's shoulders and we leave it there. Fillmore goes on to say, it is a magnetic power that draws unto us our heart's desires from the invisible spiritual substance. So again, if God is no thing or pure unlimited potential or possibilities, then faith shapes out of these unlimited possibilities and turns it into a definite thing. He goes on to say, faith is a deep inner knowing that that which is sought is already ours for the taking. And I like to just explain it this way. When you really have faith, you feel it deeply in your gut. You know it. You have absolute conviction because what you see is beyond what the eyesight of you or anybody else is telling you. Faith sees the good before it ever shows up. Faith sees the healthy body while it's still dealing with the pain or the illness. Faith sees the prosperity when there's nothing in the wallet or the purse. Faith sees the home when you don't have the money to even put the down payment. Faith sees you traveling back and forth in the car when you don't even know how you're going to get it before you even show up at the dealership, etc. Faith knows. Faith sees. Now, he goes on to say, faith in God is the substance of existence. To have faith in God is to have the faith of God. We must have faith in God as our father and the source of all the good we desire. Mm. So, so when we understand that having the faith of God, see, in other words, you're seeing from the spirit. You're not seeing into spirit. You're seeing from spirit. See, when you see from spirit, you have the faith of God because you're seeing it as God is seeing it. And, and the story of, of Abram, in the book of Genesis, I believe it's chapter 13, verse 14, it says that the Lord God asked Abram to go up on the high ground or on the mountain, which represents metaphysically a high state of consciousness. And Abram represents beginning faith, metaphysically. And he says, look to the north, the south, the east, and the west, and as far as you can see faith, as far as you can see faith, you can have. As far as you can see See, you can't have what you can't see. And if somebody gives it to you, you can't keep it. That's why we have these lottery winners many times who, uh, you know, I can't remember the percentage, so I don't want to misquote it. That, But a large majority, more than 50%, are broke within seven to eight years because they couldn't see from the standpoint of a millionaire. and the consciousness of a millionaire thinks differently than a person who's given something without the consciousness of it. Now, back to the book of um, Revealing Word. For those who have the book, and it's online somewhere as well, page 70, Faith Thinking. And he says, and I'm not reading all of it. Uh, he says, if we are educated and molded after the average pattern of the human family, we may live a lifetime and never have an original thought. Mm. In other words, all we're doing is recycling the thoughts 
that were passed down to us. That's not faith thinking. He goes on to say, the thinking faculty is supplied with the secondhand ideas or thoughts of our ancestors. The dominant beliefs of the race. In other words, this is what everybody believes. Either you're in your family, in your culture, in your city, in your nation, or as a part of the human race or a part of your ethnic background. In other words, we're passed down the dominant beliefs of the race at many levels. He says, or oh, the threadbare stock of the ordinary social swim. In other words, that's another way of saying this is what everybody believes. He says, this is not faith thinking. Faith thinking is done only by one who has caught sight of the truth of being and who feeds his thinking faculties on images generated in the faith center. Now, this is the key. I read all that to get to this one point. Faith thinking is not merely an intellectual process based on reasoning. Let's stop right there. Faith thinking is not merely an intellectual process based on reasoning. Let me say it this way. Faith is completely unreasonable. It is unreasonable to to think that you can manifest wealth when you are broke. It is unreasonable to think that you can push through and get your goals achieved and and succeed when you have no facts to back them up. It is unreasonable to believe that while you're in the hospital, you can affirm, I am health. That's unreasonable. But faith is unreasonable. He goes on to say, the faith thinker does not compare, analyze, or draw conclusions from known premises. I'm going to read that again. The faith thinker does not compare, analyze, or draw conclusions from known premises. In other words, the faith thinker is not concerned with what has been done in the past. Now, you have to realize, once you have the let there be light moment, where the divine idea, the desire is on your heart, and you see Clearly, this is what you want to do. Now you have to have the power to bring it forth. Something that is almost irrational in his dedication to being unreasonable. That's your faith. Faith forces you to push through. Faith puts you into action. Why? Because faith without works is dead. You can't perceive it, but you still got to move. So you can't compare, analyze, or draw conclusions from the facts. Because facts change. Faith says you can bring forth something into your experience that has never existed before in the history of the universe. Somebody had to bring forth the different things that we do now. The car never existed at one point. The cell phone never existed at one point. The smartphone never existed at one point. The the computer never existed at one point. Somebody had an idea. They had a let there be light moment, and then they had the faith to bring it through. Right now, God 
can give you the best idea in the world. But if you start to go back and start to compare it based upon what you've done in the past or what you understand and know and start to analyze it and, and, and get all of the facts and say, well, this is not possible because of the economy or because of my education or because I'm too old or too young or or I'm, you know, the wrong race or I'm in the they don't make money in my town and, I, you know, and all of this stuff that we use as excuses and reasons not to succeed. That's not faith thinking. He goes on to say. He does not take appearances into consideration. He is not biased by precedent. So what is showing up in your life is only telling you one thing. This is what has been done, not what is possible. Because remember, Jesus said, with God, all things are possible. Now, you have to choose. I have to choose. We have to choose to live from our possibility or from our past. From our spirituality or from our human consciousness. From our vision. Uh, from our vision. Or we're going to live from our history. But we get to choose. We get to choose. As Joshua said to the Hebrews, choose you this day whom you will serve. As far as me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. We shall serve the possibility. We shall serve the potential. We shall serve the vision. We shall serve the conviction. We shall serve our spiritual commitment to be all that God created us to be. Again, I would love to hear from you. So please, if you are thinking about calling in, call um, and talk to me. You can call the number 888-558-6489. But going back to what I was talking about. Faith, because it is your ability to say yes to God, activates many other things. When you're working with spirituality, many times faith is the first faculty that's taught only because until you can see differently, many times you can't do or be different. Now, light and faith both work with perception. This is key. This is why the consciousness has to be awakened. See, because before you can start putting some of the other faculties in play, you have to have an awakened consciousness. So let there be light allows you to see. Faith allows you to see what the light reveals. Oh, I will repeat that. There's the light. Let there be light moment, illumination. The faith allows you to see what the light reveals. So once you have the light, faith allows you to play in the realm of God's good. It allows you to see it so you can bring it forth into your experience. Now, going back yet again, there in, Lesson, in Lessons in Truth by H.M. Lakati, she talks about two types of faiths. She talks about blind faith and understanding faith. 
And blind faith is faith that is our inherent trust in a higher power. And blind faith is good. It's better than no faith. In other words, not working or activating your faith. But it only works up to a certain point because blind faith does not understand how universal principles work. See, when you have understanding faith, understanding faith says I'm working with the divine laws and principles of God and they don't fail. And just like water boils at 212 degrees and just like gravity makes whatever goes up, comes down, down, etc. I'm working with the law. And faith understands divine law and knows that divine law must fulfill itself. Understanding faith knows that you can't plant a seed of for a mustard green or mustard green plants and harvest watermelon. Understanding faith knows when you work the principle properly, it must work the way it was designed. It must grow the way it was designed. It must manifest the way it was designed. Understanding faith knows that because it sees, it knows, and it is the power to bring it forth. When you have understanding faith, that understanding will create a powerhouse. In other words, you will know that you're working in the realm of spirit from the standpoint of divine order, divine law, and universal principle. And when you work the principle, it works. Reverend Coleman, the founder of CUT, was fond of saying when she was active in ministry, it works if you work it. And the it is principle. It works if you work it. And you work it by using your faith, by seeing your good, by saying yes to it, and bringing it into manifestation. And the faith will determine the quality and the quantity because you can't have more than you can handle by consciousness or by right of consciousness. So it's not only quality, you're also dealing with quantity. So remember that faith will determine my quality and my quantity. Now, I want to remind you again to call, and if you have any questions about faith, please pick up the phone, reach out. I also want to remind you that I have a Facebook page uh, tr- called Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Go on the page and like it. I would appreciate it. I post different videos and different quotes, and I think you would like that. Also, I want to remind you that I will be speaking in August, uh, August 1st through the 5th, at the Universal Foundation for Better Living's Panorama of Truth Conference in Toronto, Canada. And you can get more information on about that speaking engagement at www.ufbl.org. And uh, that will be a powerful lesson series. Trust me, that will be very, very strong. It's a lot of great speakers there. And um, we're going to have a, a Holy Spirit good time, quote unquote. Now, also, I want to remind you yet again uh, about the cruise, please make sure you sign up uh, or just go check it out. But if you check it out and you decide to register or pay a down payment or whatever, make sure you let them know that Reverend McDowell sent you because that's going to be a powerful experience as well. Also, uh, for those who are are uh, a part of the Chicagoland area, make sure that you make plans 
to be here for the summertime because Reverend Wells will be teaching the Dream Series. We're bringing back Reverend Coleman's old staple, and we're going to give it a 21st century twist and flavor, so it's going to be hot. Make sure you don't miss it. Last but not least, before we go to the break, I just want to make sure that you all are understanding what I'm teaching today, and if you have any questions, please make sure that you call. We'll be right back. After the break, which will transforms. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity Online Radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. truly understand the laws of the universe and live a life based on these profound and unwavering truths, then your dream life starts today. No more waiting. No more wandering. If you're ready to let go of the striving and move into the allowing, you're ready for everyday attraction on Unity Online Radio. We study the teaching of Abraham given to us by beautiful Esther Hicks, so we can release confusion for clarity, exchange struggle for serenity, and have the time of our lives today. Join host Ray Zender every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms, and I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I will continue on the faith series momentarily. I did want to remind you also of a uh, a program that a friend of mine is doing, um, Reverend Mark Anthony Lord and his church, Bodhi Spiritual Center at 2746 North Magnolia Avenue in Chicago is having uh, Yana Van Zant come to their center to speak uh, at Friday, June 29th at 730. Doors open and showtime at 8 p.m. Go to their church website, uh, Bodhi Spiritual Center. B-O-D-H-I, spiritualcenter.org, to get more information about it. If you like her, Ayana Van Zant, um, and, and or want to support Reverend Lord's program, please make sure that you do so. Ayana Van Zant is a friend of Christ Universal Temples and obviously of the New Thought Movement. We love and support her, and anytime you have the opportunity to hear a spiritual giant, I would suggest that you do so. All right, now, I want to read... A couple of things from Catherine Ponder. This is from the book, The Healing Secret of the Ages. And again, we're talking about Genesis, the creative process. And today we're talking about faith. Last week was light or illumination. And she has some very, very powerful statements in this book. And she's talking about faith 
and and the healing power of faith. And she says that on page 37 that there's a healing power stored up in the body which is released through words of faith. When a word is spoken, a chemical change takes place in the body because the life current in man is subject to the spoken word. Thus, your words of faith have life-giving power. Faith is the only guarantee of immediate success and healing. He who becomes master of his faith can become master of his health because faith is a force that produces life-giving results. She quotes Charles Fillmore in the book on page 36 from Adam Smashing Power of the Mind, which is page 125 in that book. She said, he says, just as electric currents precipitate certain metals in an acidic solution, so faith stirs into action the electrons of man's brain. And acting concurrently with the spiritual ethers, these electrons hasten nature and produce quickly what ordinarily would require months of seed time and harvest. Now, that's a lot of language to say one thing. When you have faith, it activates the inner potential in your own body. And that which would normally take a long time through the process of ordinary thinking and feeling is manifested much quickly when you activate the power of faith within you. She goes on to say on page 36, why is faith so powerful? Because when you activate faith, you set into operation a mind energy that is thousands of times more powerful than electricity. Your mind power of faith then generates an energy that contacts the universal energy and causes circumstances and events to be created that make your goal of faith possible. Indeed, activated faith releases a vibration that is endowed with a fantastic attracting power. The drawing power of faith is not possessed by any other mind power. She goes on to say, I mean, I, this information is so good. It's unbelievable. If you don't have the book, The Healing Secret of the Ages by Catherine Ponder, I would strongly suggest you get it. And you can order it uh, at the CUT bookstore website, matter of fact, or call the church at, uh, church bookstore at 773-568-1666. Anyway, she goes on to say on page 37, faith moves ideas in the mind and causes them to express themselves. To have faith in God is to have a daring conviction of the goodness of God at work in your health and in your life. She also goes on to say, when faith becomes active in you, you may get very restless and discontented with your world. This is an indication that faith is moving in your mind, trying to bring greater good into your life. This is the time to speak words of faith such as these. I have faith that I am now in tune with the upward progressive movement of life. The mark of success is upon me. Now, one other thing that I want to read from this book, because I, I, I think that it, it really is powerful. She says faith hears and sees. Now, obviously, she's quoting from the Apostle Paul when he said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what we see is often affected by what we hear. Don't miss that. What we 
C is often affected by what we hear. I just read an article in a, psych, uh, a psychology magazine about how gossip influences what we see. So when you or when you are hearing things, it doesn't necessarily have to be true. It's actually shaping what you actually see. And since faith is the, uh, the perceiving power of the mind, what you see and what you hear can determine how well you tap into your power of faith. Now, I want to take this deeper just for a moment and then pull out of the deep. When Charles Fillmore was teaching about the 12 powers of man 100 years ago and taking from many of the ancient writings about inner spiritual faculties and studying them and putting them in the context of the Bible and Jesus and his 12 disciples, Jesus representing the Christ consciousness or super consciousness or Christ mind and the 12 disciples representing inner spiritual faculties. He said that faith was located in the pineal gland of the brain, in the center of the brain, and that this faculty is activated through putting our attention on it and speaking the word and visualizing or affirming. And it activates the power of faith, not only within our bodies, but also in our life, world, and affairs. Now, this is key because the pineal gland is adjacent to the eyes and the ears. So what you see affects your faith. And what you hear affects your faith. Also, because it is in the center of the brain, it lets you know that it, what you think affects your faith. This is key. So Fillmore believed by calling forth the Christ activity at the crown of the head, um, that this activity is then brought down. And the first faculty that you call forth is your faith because that faith power generates energy in, in your body and it calls forth or feeds the other faculties, or as Jesus says, said to Peter, symbolically, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, feed the other aspects of my being. Now, the pineal gland in the in the ancient times in the Near East or in the Eastern cultures was also called the third eye. So when we start talking about that area, it's tapped in to many levels. That same area is also called in the in the Hindu metaphysics the um the 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 sixth chakra if you're going up from the bottom up. So we're talking about many times the same thing that we have inherent physical faculties. I mean mental faculties and spiritual faculties that work through us. And when we actually meditate and put our attention on that part of the body, it actually awakens and energizes it so it can work in our lives at a higher level. Again, if you want to do more studying as far as the 12 powers is concerned, I'm going to do a series on the 12 powers later in the year, and I'm going to deal with each faculty one at a time. But if you do want to study it, I would suggest you study how to use your 12 gifts from God first, uh, then deal with healing secrets to the ages, and um, it's a book, uh, How to Use Your God-Given Potential. I wouldn't recommend studying Charles Fillmore's book. If you're going to read that one, read it last because it was kind of put together. But that's another conversation for another day. If you want to get a really good modern understanding, I think um, the three books I already mentioned will do the job. Anyway, so faith hears and sees. So she says this in the book. All the 
prayers in the world cannot heal you when you still turn your attention to and accept ill health as necessary for you. Your attention has result getting power. So be careful what you give your attention to. Your attention is your faith. Mm. Now, what are you allowing yourself to hear? What are you allowing yourself to see? Now, this is a play on words because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, Peter's real name was Simon. Jesus gave him the name Peter, which in Aramaic, Kapok, means the rock. So if faith comes by hearing, Peter's real name was Simon. And in Hebrew and Aramaic, the word Simon means hearing. So even metaphysically, Simon, son of Jonah, representing hearing, had to develop into faith. And only when his hearing was in tune to the word of God did he develop or turn into Peter. Now, you got to remember, Peter was the one that could walk on the water as long as he kept his eyes on the Christ. But the moment he started to look at the waves or the crisis, he lost the power to walk on it. And the waters represent the possibilities. So faith separates the waters from the waters. Faith teaches you how to deal with the possibilities of life. So when you are working with faith, realize that faith comes by hearing. Be careful what you're allowing yourself to accept mentally through your eyesight and through your hearing and learn that faith works through your spiritual insight. This is highly important. Now, what we're going to do next week is talk about imagination or let that be let dry land appear. And we're going to talk about how the faculty of imagination works with light and works with faith to bring about or bring forth. The, uh, the results. Now, obviously, it's not these three steps are not the only steps that need to happen. Obviously, we have to finish the process out. But we want to make sure that we have every step in great detail. I hope this show has been beneficial to you today. Make sure, again, that you stop by and check us out at Christ Universal Temple. Stop by the website, www.cutemple.org. We should have our new website up next week. Uh, um, so please make sure that you check that out also. Um, the information I've given earlier about the cruise and my workshop, check that out. Make sure you go to unity.fm forward slash cruise and make sure you let them know that Reverend McDowell sent you or call the number. Check out and see what the other speakers are teaching as well. It's going to be a powerful program. Again, remember that this station is supported by your donations. So as you have received, please freely give. They want and need your support so we can continue blessing humanity. We thank you. We bless you. And I'll be looking forward to communicating with you next week on Truth Transforms. God bless you and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple.
Whether you love the Bible or hate it, turn to it daily or refuse to have it in your house, The Bible Alive, Exploring Your Spiritual Roadmap is a program designed just for you. Here on Unity FM, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley presents the Bible as a practical, powerful spiritual roadmap full of wisdom and guidance for the challenges of life today. A roadmap for your spiritual journey. Isn't that just what you are seeking? Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, for The Bible Alive, exploring your spiritual roadmap with Rev. Ed Townley, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. This meditative moment from Rev. Joan Gattuso and Unity Magazine is brought to you by Unity. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the rear. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.